2: There's nowhere I'd be. Welcome to tonight's Andrea Acacia. What is Friday Eve?
1: I'd just like to take a moment to thank
2: Jesus. Thank you indeed. And it is Thankful Thursday. Do people still do the Thankful Thursday thing anymore? Like we used to do Flashback Friday and Wind Back Monday or whatever it was, Wind Back Wednesday. Um, I am grateful to be here with you guys because it almost didn't happen. I had a little mishap on the way to the radio station, but have no fear. I could not stay away and not be with you guys tonight. And I'm just grateful that I am able to, to the show has got to go on, babies. And I'm just grateful that I'm here with you guys. I'm at an undisclosed location because I had a little car trouble on the way uh, to the station. Thankfully, I'm not sitting on the side of the road. Uh, With my thumb out trying to catch a ride while while calling in trying to do my show from my cell phone. I'm super glad to be with you guys tonight on this incredibly important day in America's history. A dark day in America's history. But at least I can still laugh. And let me tell you why quickly. It's because... Uh, I'm always grateful that as long as I have, uh, my mouth works, as long as my, my brain's working, as long as I'm able to continue to speak the truth and, and, and speak out honestly and fight for what's right and fight for this country, then I always have hope. And then most importantly, my, my ultimate hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ above. So I gotta, I gotta get that out there because on a day like today, I might have a tendency to just really get down in the mouth and just really get get angry. And I am angry, um, but we've got to stay positive because what we've got to do, my friends, is we've got to get active. We absolutely do. We're going to tell you guys the latest on the Trump indictments today. There's the latest on the, the Devin Archer bombshell information. The transcript has been released. We've got that to share with you guys we've got uh, we're still looking at 2024 and we can't be waiting until next year to be getting engaged in this So we're going to share with you the updates on what's happening in 2024 including a really interesting if not bizarre move that Ron DeSantis has made today one of the reasons we've got to keep fighting is we've got to understand what we're up against and what their goal is did you guys see a christian preacher a young man who was arrested on public street what does that have to do what does this young what look like a 19 or 20 year old young preacher man getting arrested today? What does that have to do with with Donald Trump being indicted today? It has everything to do with it. Those topics and more. I want to hear from you guys. eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 1170. When you see Trump arraigned today for these Jan six charges, was it to you? Was it like, oh, you know, another day, another indictment? Or did it hit you today that there's something different about this one? And, and what does it mean to you? Eight 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 three four four eleven seven. You can email me at dot com. At the bottom half of the hour, we've got John O'Connor who was one of the attorneys involving Watergate, who's going to be here to talk about why what went on in Watergate in terms of the media set the stage for the propagandists today. In fact, Jim Jordan has released uh, part three of the Facebook files in which the Biden administration has sought to propagandize our information through big tech Not unlike the United States, uh, the USSR did with Prava. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins.
1: Happy Friday, Eve.
2: That's all you got for me, man.
1: That's it. That's all I got.
2: All right. Well, I I put a lot more in your hands since I didn't actually make it into the studio tonight. (laughs) so thank you for being the grease my man thank you for keeping the wheels turning on the ak show um because let me tell y'all especially on a night like tonight there would be no show but for our man skins i want to start with donald trump's reaction after his arraignment today skins please play clip 12
0: Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America, and it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C., and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, When you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very
2: much. I love, love, love his response. Did he not sound completely calm, relaxed? I mean, if me, I mean, how much has this man endured after seven Years, seven years of tyranny. Most people would crumble over having to go into court to face charges on, uh, uh, you know, I had to go into court one time because, well, I didn't have to, but I went into court one time to fight a ticket I got for my two dogs being unleashed because I felt like it was an injustice because everybody else had their dogs there unleashed at Kate Sessions Park. (laughs) And I can tell you, it's intimidating to be up against the US government. And that was for something completely dopey and stupid. Obviously, I had a lot of time on my hands. I cannot imagine being in Donald Trump's shoes. He is facing 500 years And yet you listen to that man and you hear that he's calm, he's confident, so much so that he even says, you know what, I'm driving through DC and what a shambles this place is since I was in office. And he's absolutely true. Some people are saying tonight, oh, the route that he took from, you know, landing his plane to the courthouse, didn't have him go all the way through D.C. That's a bunch of crap, okay? You all, you know, you can tell from that amount of a drive what's going on in a city. I mean, our cities, all run by Democrats, have been absolutely destroyed. So hat tip to Donald Trump for actually getting into that. But most importantly, for Highlighting not just the the disgusting filth going on in these Democrat-run cities like D, like D.C., but how this is persecution of a political opponent. I want to want to know where the rest of the Republican Party is. Why are they Why are they not all joining in with Vivek Ramaswamy? And and, and here's what he had to say today. Uh, Skins, please play clip six. The allegations in this indictment fall flat. It is wrong and incorrect and
1: inaccurate to place blame for what happened on January 6th at the feet of Donald Trump. I said this at the time. I've said it ever since then. I continue to say it today. I would not have made the same judgments that Donald Trump did in how he handled that day. But that's different from saying that he committed a crime. He did not. He specifically told the protesters that day to behave peacefully. The First Amendment in this country gives political protesters the ability to express themselves and their opinions.
2: Um, Some people might say, well, I don't like the fact that he took a swipe and said I I wouldn't have not have handled things in the same way. But what he did, didn't do it a crime. What did you think of that uh, response, Skins?
1: I thought it was fine, I, and I actually think he's absolutely right. Every person is different on how they would handle a specific day or a situation. He was just pointing that out, and he backed up Donald Trump at the same time.
2: Yeah. We have something called a constitution in the United States of America, and everything that Trump did that day is protected under that constitution. In fact, shame on Bill Barr for going on CNN last night and saying free, uh, your freedom of speech is not a defense. Alan Dershowitz came out today and said that's a bunch of crap. And of course it is. You don't have to be a comma J.D. to know that what Bill Barr said was all about trying to, you know, he is the OG of the swamp and he's piling on Donald J. Trump, as opposed to Alan Dershowitz, who's, who's a Democrat, who's never voted for Trump, never will, but is a constitutional attorney and calls balls and strikes as it is related to the Constitution. You have the right to peacefully assemble. You have the right to walk up and down the street and say whatever you want to say and believe what you want to believe. How do you think otherwise these Hollywood actors and and writers are able to walk up and down the street and pick it? Because that's your First Amendment right. You have the right. It is clearly specified that you have the freedom of speech and you have the right to assemble. There was nothing that Donald J. Trump did that day that was a crime. Nothing. Nothing. They're trying to lay it as a crime based upon intent. I've, one of the things that I've heard all day today is, well, how did we get here? How do we get here? One of the things that nobody is talking about today in terms of how we got here and how Jan 6 these indictments with Trump on Jan 6 how we got here is through hate crimes, uh, legislation. When you are. Charging somebody with a crime based upon what you think is going on with their thoughts. We criminalized thought in this country when we did it. Not only is it discriminatory to say that this person, this, this crime where this black person is murdered by a white person is worse than when a black person is murdered by a black person. It's discriminatory to do that on its face. But also what it's doing is criminalizing thought. And the Republican Party should have never gone down that road. The Democrats knew exactly what they were doing. And I have been screaming about this for a long time that this is about, this is about the end road being to criminalize speech. And the Republican party went along with this on the day of Jan six. And so did all of the, all these hand wringing quote conservatives, all hysterical over it. And they all should have said, hold on now. You know, those that were bashing on Trump that day and bashing on MAGA that day. Look, that the riots were happening at the Capitol. Before Trump ever, and and the people ever left the rally, Tucker one of the Tucker was pulled from Fox News before his interview of Capitol Police Chief Sund was aired. What was the name of the outlet? It's Raheem Ka- National Pulse today. I posted the article on my socials. National Pulse today uh, put put forth. Uh, the article put forth an article detailing part of the interview with Tucker and Capitol Police Chief Sund. And he talks about there and how he's sick and tired of being lambasted by as the Capitol Police, that he were hamstrung, that he wasn't able to get the National Guard in there for 71 minutes. Why? He talks about Nancy Pelosi. If if this if Jan 6 was never the 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 Jan 6 uh, riot, the the Jan 6 uh, what was the committee, the Jan 6 you know supposedly uh, I can't even remember what they called it now the sham uh, the sham you know committee on Jan 6. Uh, they refused to have Jim Jordan or anybody on it to provide. Uh, a balanced perspective on it. They uh, they picked and chose and actually edited videos to make uh, to basically create a narrative and create a movie, leaving out a lot of factual evidence. We have no we we to this day we don't have text messages involving Nancy Pelosi and Ray Epps. And why Nancy Pelosi, who was in charge of the Capitol Police, and it, uh, it, as well as you know why did when Trump called in advance for ten thousand National Guard, why were they not released? Why were they not sent there? Why did we have in advance all these FBI people at an off pl- uh, at an offshoot location and none of them brought into D.C.? Because it was a fed surrection. All meant to cover up the election fraud that took place and to criminalize election denial. We're going to continue the discussion with this when we come back from the break. Don't go away.
0: You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Should we hear a little bit from uh, our man Al Sharpton? Uh, we've got we've got to play some uh, crazy responses uh, from the left because we all need to have a little bit of a chuckle today, don't we? Let, let's start with uh, uh, Al Sharpton. Uh, Skins, please play clip three. I've never heard of three cases on one individual in three jurisdictions. So
3: this is serious. But on the other side of it, one day our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so they could stay in power? That's what we're looking at. We're looking at American history and how it will play out is gonna be very important. The sad part about this to me is that this is not a man that is facing all this because he believed in a political position or political policy or cause. I've seen people go down the wrong side for a cause. This is all about him. This
2: is narcissism with steroids. Um, Who's going to tell Al Sharpton that the U.S. was created and founded by a bunch of men who overthrow the government? Who's going to tell Al Al, I think you might need to go back to some American history classes, child. (laughs) When American history looks back on you, man, they got two words for you. Tawana Brawley, you lying sack. Perpetrating a hoax. Blaming men for rape of a woman that never took place man, shut up and get out of here. You know who else needs to shut up is Joy Behar. Let's hear from Ms. Behar today, shall we? Uh, clip four. I need
0: you to know what, what about making a deal? What about Sonny, if he makes, he makes a deal and, with, with, with Smith? Without jail time? And without jail. He says, look, I'm going away. I'm moving to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> We don't, I don't even care if he goes to jail. I don't have it in my heart to punish I the think guy. There are sh- I just want him to go away and stop ruining my if, country. If he, if, I think there are certain prosecutors that would offer him a plea agreement without time
3: if he would agree to never run for public office again and it, anywhere. He's, he's, he's never And do he I don't if even want to see school, him again. Oh, Hold on. Yeah. I have a legal note. Let's not get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> Donald Trump has denied any wrongdoing related to the 2020 <laughs>
2: election. She has a legal note. Where does she get? <laughs> affirmative action is, uh, it, it, um, look for her law degree under the affirmative action file. Um, you know, the reason why I wanted to play this clip is because, um, they're talking about he should be exiled to Saudi Arabia. No, you know who should be exiled to Saudi Arabia? Those fools. What this case is all about is forever permanently destroying the first amendment in this country. They're laughing about trying to send in the idiots in that office, trying to, in, in the, in the audience, laughing about somebody going to Saudi Arabia. You clowns are so stupid. You it, useful idiots. They're the quintessential communist useful idiots. You should go ahead and go to Saudi Arabia, be covered in a chador, And told, if you don't shut your mouth, we're going to bury you up to your necks and stone you. Because this is the kind of system that's about to come down on the United States. It's called communism. And what they got over in Saudi Arabia is just a different version of it. It's why the Democrats always come up with excuses and have come up with excuses for the Islamists in this country. Because they share the same goal. A centralized system of power with complete control over the citizens. Why isn't there anybody ever in the audience at that clown show to stand up and call them out for their crap? Makes me so angry. There was a clip that I saw today, by the way. Um, I, I wasn't able to find it and use it for the show, but it was Mike Pence. He might have been at Turning Point USA Uh, event in December of 2020 talking about the 2020 election and how every illegal vote, they were going to work hard to make sure that every illegal vote was tossed out and every legal vote counted. And now that same man, former vice president, is is, is happy to see an innocent former president of the United States be railroaded, which will result in all the rest of us losing our First Amendment rights. Because what is Donald Trump being accused of? A thought crime. Why is Mike Pence doing it? Does he think he's going to be loved by the left? When has that ever worked for anybody? When has that ever worked to anybody who's who's catered? The reason why they've got to stop Donald J. Trump is because he won't go away. Because nothing stops him. Because every other Republican would have been curled up in a corner chewing their hair after the first year. And yet here he is seven years later coming out of a D.C. courthouse being arraigned saying, you know what, it's really filthy. This place wasn't filthy when I was here. In fact, here's what Anna Navarro had to say about Mike Pence today. Clip five.
1: What do you think of the new Mike Pence then?
2: Oh, God. The new Mike Pence is like the new Coke. Nobody wants to drink it. <laughs> you know,
0: I mean, honestly, he's, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm glad he's saying the things he's saying. But I think people who um, have an issue with the way Mark, Mike Pence acted for four years, except for the like four last mm-hmm. days, are never going
3: to get over it. And people who like Trump hate Mike Pence. So Mike Pence is doing this, in my view, for history, for his own legacy, for what's going
2: to be written on his obituary, but not to win an election. We're dealing with communists in this country. There is no appeasement. What Mike Pence is doing... And I think she's I, I think I think it's even more than just trying to rewrite history for himself and for his own political aspirations. I think he's happy he's part of the uniparty system that is happy to see Trump go down, and he also is a part of the same, you know, coming up in the show, we're going to talk about the Devon Archer uh, testimony. Why are the Republican Party coming out and piling on Trump like Mike Pence is doing and Chris Christie is doing? And, and DeSantis, I've got a couple clips to play of him talking about indicting a ham sandwich, and it's so flaccid. Uh, he's just clearly wanting to benefit from it. And it, there's a lot of different motives for why the, different Republicans are responding in different ways. It's in part Wanting to spare themselves from the DOJ instead of stepping up and being an, I mean, Mike Pence has been leeching off the taxpayers for his career for a lot of years. And he had an opportunity to do what was right for this country. He's a coward, an absolute coward. And so is far too many in the Republican party. We should already have, every one of them should be responding like Vivek Ramaswamy and saying this is about, they should all be responding like Alan Dershowitz and Jonathan Turley. And Andrew McCarthy have all come out and said that this is this is an abuse of power, that this is about completely and permanently destroying our First Amendment rights. And we cannot allow that to happen in the United States of America. We have no opposition party, America. Uh, You don't like the clips of The View? Well, let me tell you, they represent the thoughts and the views of our Republican Party. Why wouldn't we play it? This is what you need to understand. The Republican Party would love to exile Trump because he didn't go away. And Ron DeSantis and all these other Republicans are are are, at this point. There's not one of them that's convinced me. And even Vivek Ramaswamy, I like his response, but I don't. I don't think he's has the ability. He's not. He's not presidential material. He has zero ability to go into D.C. and get rid of the deep state, none whatsoever. And Ron DeSantis. If, if, if he is half the conservative of Trump, he's going to face the same thing. And Ron DeSantis has not explained how he's going to win over the Uniparty, the very same Uniparty that joined with the Democrats to go after Trump. If he is half the conservative Trump is, they're going to be going after him as well. And what's his plan to deal with it? He's got a wife and two little kids. You think he's going to continue to stand up against the deep state like Trump is? Child, please. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in John O'Connor, former attorney, Deep Throat and Watergate and get his perspective on the media today and what it's got to do with Watergate in the past. Stay tuned.
0: Andrea Kay telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Guess what, peeps? Remember that one week from tonight, we're having our special Saving America Town Hall event. I cannot wait to gather with so many friends and amazing patriots as we join together, have a lot of fun, have some laughs, me... Uh, Mike Gallagher, officer Brandon Tatum hanging out with you guys, but we also have to get serious and talk about how we're going, what we're going to do. Because when we look at the events that are going on in the country today, the weaponized FBI and the DOJ, the suppression, uh, this, as we talked uh, in the first two segments about this case, largely being about uh, a- an attack on free speech. We've got Jim Jordan, who's putting out today, Facebook files, number three, about how the Biden administration had colluded with, uh, with big tech to uh, suppress information related to COVID. We know that our legacy media has been suppressing speech. We've had people be canceled. We, we've got to get together and, you know, use our voices with each other and and start working on how we can save our country. And, we, and we've also talked about how the Republican Party's let us down in many ways. So join us next Thursday, August 10th, At the Encore Event Center here in San Diego. The VIP portion starts at five. Go to theanswersandiego.com and get your tickets. Start using start using your voice. Start seeing how you can help. It's time for us to get active and save our country. Um, it's been one of the things I also talked about in the first two segments of the show tonight was how did we get here? Uh, this did not just happen overnight. This is not just about Donald Trump. This is not just about the 2020 election. This is this is about the long-term game plan of the left trying to transform America from a constitutional republic to a Marxist society, and they've needed to hijack all of our institutions, and most importantly, the media, in order to make that happen. And I saw that John O'Connor, who's been a guest on the show before, had an interesting take about that in terms of he, and of course, you guys remember John O'Connor, he's a trial attorney, and uh, he it was, I believe, the uh, it, the attorney for none other than Deep Throat himself, I believe, going back to the Watergate days, and he's got a, a piece out on Town Hall right now about how Watergate journalism sowed the seeds of today's toxic division. He joins me now. Hi, John O'Connor.
3: Hey, Andrew. How you doing?
2: Good. Thanks. Were you the Were you the attorney for Deep Throat?
3: Well, I was when he uh, revealed himself. I had. Uh... I'd always known that he was deep throat since my early days, since the 1970s. And then it turns out that my daughter knew his grandson, and I then said, let me come up and see him. And we hit it off, and he, I started representing him uh, in his uh, revelations. And in the wow. cor- course of this, then he and I wrote a book together, published it. But in the course of this, I developed great suspicions that the post was, had not been on the up and up in it's reporting on Watergate. So I Mm. began research and then I came out with a book called Postgate, which goes through and in chapter and verse talks about how the post gave a false narrative about Watergate and, and they got away with it. No, they got away with it. They're getting away with it 50 years uh, to this day. It's there documented in my book, Postgate. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but what, The way they reported it is false. This wasn't a campaign operation at all. And what we're seeing, Andrew, we're seeing that same thing today. During Watergate, of course, the Post had a monopoly on the story. So there wasn't any other big media company that was uh, fighting them. And everybody else just sort of eventually caught on and got on the Post train, so to speak. So the whole media was united. Uh, Today, we're seeing what happens. If you look at the way... The Biden scandal is being covered by CNN and and MSNBC, The Times, The Post, ABC, etc. You you would not know anything about Devin Archer. You wouldn't know anything about the deals. You wouldn't know anything about the evidence. And uh, so all you get is how terrible Donald Trump is. But so Mm -hmm. what what we have is we have uh, that same technique and it works. They they saw that it worked in Watergate. People got fame. Fortune, prestige, and political power, and political power.
2: So mm-hmm. every
3: the many of the journalists who went to um, grad school after Watergate, inspired by Woodward and Bernstein, went there to change the world. And if you're going to change the world, you got to pick a team. Do you think there's a conservative that can get hired by CNN? No, no way. So that's why. And I, I heard before I got on that uh, there really is a need for people to raise their voices and Mm -hmm. and talk about this, because this is the most serious issue. Andrea, there is not an issue that faces this country, a serious issue, a serious problem, that is not caused by bad messaging in the media, or at least could be solved by truthful messaging in the media. Uh, You're uh, talking whether it's... yeah. yeah.
2: Well, you control the message and you control minds. And I'm going to read some uh, tweets from uh, Jim Jordan uh, after your segment of what he's released from the Facebook files uh, in the suppression of speech. And, you, you know, the the goal is to keep people stupid, uh, not unlike Pravda, which, well, it's exactly what Pravda did. And Media Research Center put this out last week or a few days ago. Uh, yeah, July 30th. Um, that the leftist news networks had dedicated, at this point, 527 minutes to the Trump indictment coverage and zero seconds uh, to the uh, Barisma bribery coverage.
3: Yep, yep. And I just saw a statistic that just in the last few days, uh, Trump was mentioned, or during the Devin Archer testimony, Trump was mentioned 758 times by uh, CMA, CNN and MSNBC and and (laughs) Archer's name was was mentioned, 48, even though here he is. He's testifying about corruption by the president of the United States, Joe Biden. And yet that's not newsworthy, apparently.
2: Yeah. Well, and and that's and and Gateway Pundit yesterday pointed out the fact that uh, it's been six times now in a row that bad news or, or explosive information comes out. Uh, alleging, you know, detailing the Biden bribery scheme and and all that related to Hunter Biden, and six times e- explosion, explosive information about the Bidens. The next day, there's an indictment or the superseding indictment, and that's what this is about. And and in fact, it's been uh, it's been a pattern of this. And I feel I hate sounding like a broken record. I know my listeners must be tired of hearing it, but it's the truth, Joan O'Connor, because it's it, it seems as though our government is completely corrupt. And it seems as though the ultimate goal is controlling the outcome of the elections. The way that they're able to do that is covering up the corruptions and the crime being committed by the elites in D.C. and then targeting for op- the, the political opposition to silence them. That by going after these Jan. Six indictments is particularly chilling to me because the and, and because I even have conservatives saying, "Look, you know, um, for example, today there was a headline on Drudge that said MAGA was nowhere to." Be be found today they weren't out there well why would they be because if maga showed up on mass for trump today there would be some feds in the middle of it stirring something up and people are scared they're going to get arrested rounded up and thrown in the gulag well it's working right. it's about suppression
3: it's about suppression and remember the philosophers have told us since ancient greece that if a man is invisible he will tend to commit crimes well, if you're a, a democratic politician, you know that you're invisible. You can do anything you want, and you will be invisible. So you can do what you want to do. Now, the other people, you can hype your enemies, but these folks are immune because they're invisible.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, the uh, the Joe Biden's not invisible, but the the those covering up for him are, are invisible. Um, yeah, the crimes are
3: invisible. Is what I mean. Yeah. Oh, are.
2: yeah. The crimes. Are, yeah. The crimes are invisible. Absolutely, uh, as documented in the FD ten twenty three. Uh, the the confidential human source had, had said something in the effect of I, I don't know who said it, Slowchefsky or whoever it was. That it'll take ten years. It would take them ten years to find. But we had, there's actual evidence. I mean, there was what 170 suspicious activity reports. Look, there's more evidence. Certainly a heck of a lot more evidence that that proves that Joe Biden committed treason and bribery than there is that Donald Trump did anything wrong, wrong related to Jan 6. Related related to the Alvin Bragg indictment or related to Georgia this is about criminalizing thought this is about criminalizing anybody who's a republican democrats can can push back against an election like al gore did in 2000 and drag this country through it george w bush couldn't even try to work on getting a cabinet together Talk about impeding a, a, a peaceful transfer of power. If you're it, The message is clear. If you're a Democrat, you can push back. You can stop to tr- a, a peaceful transition of power. If you're a Republican, you even speak it and rally against it, and we're going to punish you.
3: That's right. And Stacey Abrams can claim the election was stolen uh, and so forth and so on and get the laws changed, and nobody says anything about it. You know, so so we're we're in bad shape in this country because of the media, because of the major media, and that's that's a, a serious problem.
2: Tell everybody where they can get your book.
3: Well, go to postgatebook dot com, postgatebook dot com, and uh, Postgate is right on there. I've also got a book called Mysteries of Watergate: What Really Happened, but Postgate is most important because it's about the media. Absolutely, it's not just but about Watergate.
2: You. Right. Yeah. Thank you for being here, John O'Connor. I appreciate it.
3: Andrew, good talking to you.
0: Thanks.
2: You too. All right, stay tuned. We're going to share with you the Facebook Files Part 3 when we come back.
0: A.K., Dynamite in a Dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. Gator is snoring so loud right now. I just thought I would share that with you guys. Get him out of here. You'll probably be able to hear him from across the room, <laughs> little bugger. Um, gonna read some tweets today. That's gonna summarize from from uh, Jim Jordan about the uh, suppression of information via Facebook. I gotta say, it hit me earlier. You don't do Twitter anymore, skins. But this whole change from the bird and tweeting to X and posting is the dumbest branding mistake I think I've seen. It occurred to me today, the last time I saw anything this stupid, it was Prince changing his name to a symbol. And then because it didn't work, he had to call himself the artist formerly known as Prince, right? I mean, now, it maybe was they, such it
1: gone to the platform formerly known as Twitter.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what I tweeted out today. I even included Elon Musk, and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I mean, it's terrible. I turned on my phone today, and I saw that the the bird's officially gone. Now there's just an X there. And I mean, I get you I want saw- to
1: rebrand, but that's what you got.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like the, you tweet was related to the bird and it's just like, I mean, uh, it's just, it's terrible. I get that his plan is to go to some point to have the app just include everything, but there's not going to be one app that does it all. Facebook is very different from the way it operates from Instagram, which is different from the way Twitter operates. They're all very different. They're different versions. And so they're going to be under one place. Well, they're under one place right now. It's your phone. It so almost how- would have been
1: better, you know, to could just come up with like a, uh, a kind of like a companion type of a platform and call it X and use that along with Twitter.
2: It's just, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just not working for me. It's really stupid. It's just really annoying. But anyway, um, so here's what Jim Jordan put out today on the Facebook. In 2021, the White House wanted to control what narratives and true content was posted on Facebook surrounding COVID 19. Biden went so far to say that Facebook was, quote, killing people for allowing certain statements to be published on the site. Rob Flaherty, Biden's then director of digital strategy, repeatedly put pressure on Facebook to explain its content decisions like they're a government agency, right? That, this is fascism. When a government is working with a, a, a what's supposed to be a private company to control the citizens. And here's a quote uh, from uh, Rob Flaherty uh, from a Facebook worker. We have to explain to president, to wrong people, why there is misinformation misinfo- on the Internet. Uh, Jordan goes on to say, Flaherty questioned whether Facebook was doing enough to reduce traffic from sites like the New York Post. Let that sink in, America, that the White House was trying to stop you from being able to get information. This is in 2021. And why? New York Post is the same outlet that Twitter and Facebook suppressed over the Hunter Biden laptop story. I'm curious. New, quote: I'm curious. New York Post churning out articles every day. What is supposed to happen to that from policy perspective? Does that article get a reduction labels? But that wasn't enough for the Biden White House. Flaherty wanted Facebook to go a step further. He wanted Facebook to keep, keep kick people off of its site. Uh, the Biden White House's efforts to censor opposing views got worse, according to Jordan, so they upped the pressure. Flaherty deman- demanded that Facebook, quote, play ball and work with the Biden White House on censorship. He called it his dream. But that's not all. The Biden White House wanted to control what you saw on Facebook. They questioned whether Facebook could change its algorithms so users saw more posts from The New York Times and less from Real Daily Wire and Tommy Laren. Jordan says, why did they do that? Because they didn't think you were smart enough to decide for yourself. Biden's head of strategic communications of public engagement for the COVID-19 uh, response, Courtney Rowe, mocked Real America's ability to determine what's true and what isn't. It's bigger than thinking that Americans are stupid and being patronizing and patriarchal to us. It is... Communism. That's what communism is, where the elites control everything. If they, it, it's not really about our, uh, whether or not we're smart enough. It's not about that. They know we're smart. That's why they've got to stop us from getting information. If they thought this is where Jordan uh, goes wrong, um, it, 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 you know, it, and and it matters that he got this wrong here, because. Um, it, it's not going to invoke the right response from the American people if if it's characterized as just that they think we're dumb. If they thought they were dumb, that we were dumb, they wouldn't care what information we got. This is about power and it's about control. So Fa- he's, he, Jordan goes on to say, Facebook knew it had to act. One employee tried to explain to the White House that if the company couldn't, quote, remove content, it could at least contain it. Flaherty continued to press for more content moderation and control on so-called bad content. And you can read all this at uh, Representative Jim Jordan's site. It's also on uh, the House site. And, of course, Facebook caved. The company admitted to the White House that it reduced content of certain posts, even if the posts didn't violate the company's terms and contained true information. So there you have it especially when it was related to COVID. They didn't want you to know the truth. And now uh, Fauci's replacement has been named. It was somebody that supported masks in schools. Uh, I mean, this person is so far left. This person was pushing LBGT stuff. It's Dr. Gene somebody or Gene McDermott or something. It's like the only way this person could be worse if if it's really Dr. John McDermott and he's calling himself Gene. We need to get active. We need to be looking at 2024 and we need to be thinking who is going to completely route out. DeSantis came out today and said he's going to be slashing throats of the deep state when he gets in there. The problem I have with DeSantis is that he's relying on the deep state right now to try to get elected. And that's a problem for me. And it's also a problem for him because if it, the, the, the MACA support for Trump is not going anywhere, they're digging in. And anybody that is supporting the deep state through directly or indirectly, just looking to benefit from it, is a a part of the deep state. And there's a reason why Vivek Ramaswamy is catching up, if not getting past DeSantis in the number two, is that he's just running on what he would do as president. And on the issues, not attacking Trump all day long, not being stupid and piling on Trump with all these like like DeSantis has done with all these swipes at Trump. Well, I haven't read the indictment as though there's something that could possibly be valid about it. Now DeSantis has decided that he's going to accept Gavin Newsom's debate. Challenge that was like, when was that debate challenge? Skins, was that like six months ago? I mean, it was months ago. Now all of a sudden, Ron DeSantis is like, "Yeah, I'll debate Newsom." Do you think that's a good idea, Skins?
1: Sorry, I was answering the phone. Uh, ask me again.
2: Do you think that it's a good idea for DeSantis to be debating uh, for uh, DeSantis to be debating Newsom?
1: I think it couldn't hurt him.
2: Well, I think we're going to talk about it next hour. We've got Riley McBride, who's going to be here next hour uh, from OAN. He's going to talk about the Christian Christian preacher who was arrested. We're going to talk about the desantis Newsom debate. And we're going to talk about Drag Queen Story Hour.